Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Big Four Podcast. My name is Luke Spring, and I'm with your usual Brian, Nick, and Andrew. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm good. Terrific. It was weird. I am not home. Yeah, oh, Brian's not home. Brian. I don't know how long I'm going to keep up this terrific thing. Uh, every time. I don't know how long. Not much it's longer when the Celtics beat the Lakers. It's literally one of the most irrelevant no, parts of the... I'll still say I'm next podcast. I don't give a rat's ass about the it's, Celtics. Yeah, it's game. literally <laughs> one of the most irrelevant parts of the podcast. So you could keep it up forever and no one would know. But as always, we are your number two source for all things sports. If you know, you know. Today, it's kind of going to be random because... Um, we can't really talk. I mean, we could talk about the Super Bowl, but we're going to save that for next week when it comes to closer to game time. Um, and yeah, there's just NBA stuff, college basketball, if we want to to talk about. Um, but Nick wants to start us off. So, Nick, I'm going to hand the floor yeah, to you. I do want to start us off because I, I got so bored in my econ class today. My teacher was literally eating a Subway sandwich in front of us. It was, it was, it was funny. <laughs> I know that Subway in school. But um, I got so bored that. I decided to go on NBA.com, and I, I was like, you know what? It's about two two weeks or so, a little over two weeks since the James Harden trade. That happened on the 13th. Let's see what all four teams, the status um, of their, I don't know, how they've changed, if anything's changed. And the one big thing that I jumped on, I was all looking at the splits, you know, all the stats from what happened before. And I, I kind of want to get your reaction. I have pretty much one stat for every team and then one overall stat. I'll start with the overall stat because this is the coolest one. I mean – you probably have to take the rest of them with a grain of salt. But I thought when we first discussed it, the trade, that it was very, very equal in in sense that I thought every team got better in some way. And according to the stat, they pretty much have. Indy, every every team has moved up in the standings and moved up in the standings since the trade. Indy moved up one spot from fourth to third. That's not much, but there's still an improvement. Brooklyn went from sixth to fourth. Houston went from fourth, fourteenth to tenth after going four and two since that trade, which is, which is pretty cool. And um, Cleveland has gone from tenth into a tie for sixth. I don't know what they are officially, but they have this, they have a tie for sixth record. So that was a really interesting one. All four teams um, improved. Now, if we get into the actual, the you know, going into every team. We can start with Indiana because I think this is very interesting. They have been able to keep every single statistic relatively the same since the trade offense has gone down by maybe one or two ranks in, in various stats. And I assume that's mainly because Levert's not playing yet, which is impressive because I think when Levert starts playing, those numbers will start to go up. So Indiana, I think, is on track to get better when and if Levert starts playing. I don't know what his timetable is for a return. Cleveland ranked last in the NBA in scoring before the trade. They averaged 98.9 points a game since. I know they had a tw- double overtime game when they scored 140 against Cleveland, but they've played some of the – I mean, Cleveland, Brooklyn. They've played some of the better defenses in the league. That's the Celtics and the Lakers, and they averaged 121 points a game since that trade in their last – I think it's through five games, which is that, – that's the timetable of Allen and Prince start playing the 20th. So that was very interesting. They way up, and then they're all actually on the season – averaging six and a half more points per game, which is very interesting. So now we get into Houston, Brooklyn. And I think this really makes James Harden looks like, look like kind of a bum here because before the Harden trade, Houston was 22nd defensive rating. Since they got the trade, they're first in defensive rating since the trade number one, and they've moved up to fourth overall in defensive rating and Brooklyn got worse in every single defensive statistic, except blocks since the trade. I mean, obviously, they have gotten a couple overtime games, 
But their offensive rating before the trade was 114.1, defensive 108.9, which is a net rating of 5.2. And then I'm going to end with this. Since that trade, that net rating has shrunk into 0.8. 5.2, and it's shrunk into 0.8. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And I'm not going to overreact, though, about the Rockets. So the Rockets are good. Um, now, I mean, they've had a few good wins. They've won four straight. But when you look at the teams, they play the Trailblazers, who every single year they're a seven or eight seed. They can't get out of that spot. Um, the Wizards, who um, are keeping Bradley Beal hostage, I'm con- I'm convinced because <laughs> they're dropping 45 on a regular basis, and they're Just still the losing Rockets by 20 saying, every right? game. Um, the Mavericks are surprisingly bad. Um, I don't know what it is this year. I guess they just don't have anyone else other than Luca. Because um, when he comes off the floor, I think they're they're plus minus. I don't know what the exact number is, um, but it has to be well in the negatives. And then Detroit, they beat them by one. Who Detroit at this point could be a Division three college team besides well, Jeremy Grant. They would average eighty points a game without him. The impressive thing though about that is that. Washington and Portland. Washington is fourth in points per game. Portland is sixth in points per game this season. And Houston has managed the defensive rating that's first in the league since that trade. So that's impressive. They've managed to have the best defensive rating in the league since that trade has happened. So since Old Depot, I, I, I looked at the stats since Old Depot started playing, which is the 18th, so five days after the trade. Same as with Cleveland, Allen and Prince play the 20th, and Harden started the 16th for Brooklyn. So I looked at, I took those numbers when those players started playing, so I disregard the numbers in between because I didn't think those were, were um, I don't think those really said, told the story. But they've held Washington, and they managed to have the best defensive rating in the league while playing a top two top six offenses in the league. So I think that's impressive for Houston. Oh yeah. They, they are good defense. I mean, Oladipo is obviously one of the better two way players in the league behind Kawhi, Jalen Brown. I don't know who else, but he can score and he can play defense Clay. Um, and clay. Sure. But he also is dead. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. I, I want him one. to be healthy. So bad. The Warriors yeah, would be too. so good. They would be so good. Um, but, uh, uh, it just, it, for me, I think it's just a matter of them wanting to play. I feel like they were just the first few games of the season, they were just waiting out James Harden and they didn't really care if they lost or won. And then once they got out, um, things changed. So then now they want to play and want to play hard and play defensive, um, defensively. Um, so I think they just really needed to wait until Harden left to find their identity as a team. And then they were able to, uh, have strings of, of good defensive games like this because in the beginning of the first three or four games, they really couldn't do anything with Harden there. They couldn't establish who they were as a team because there were so, so many distractions around. So, let me, I, let I, still think, first. I still think that the most impressive team so far has got to be Utah. I mean, they're playing yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I, I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, they're always they're top in the regular season. Yeah. They're a top, so they're a top three defense. They're the best team with rebounding, and then you also have players like sense. Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson, I think, and then uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, Boyan, I think they Boyan. got like five guys over averaging over ten points per game. Donovan Mitchell leads the way with like 23, 24. and then you have Jordan Clarkson with 17, 18 points a game, which is really impressive. And uh, yeah, I just feel like, and then they're very strong defensively. So when you when you pair basically a, a top 10 offense, which they probably are, and then their top three in uh, differential, and then top three in defense and best with 
uh, rebounding. So when you put all those together, I mean, it's a, it's a tough Western conference and they're beating out the Lakers. They're beating out the Clippers. Yes. The Lakers had a tough one uh, yesterday to the Pistons. Don't worry, Nick, we, we were there too. Um, but overall, I think Utah's coming off strong. Um, like you guys said, they're, they're a good regular season team. We got to definitely see what they are when it comes around to the playoffs because the NBA shows it. I mean, it doesn't really matter what you do in the regular season. If you show up in the playoffs, it's really all that matters. Let me, yep. let me go back to Brooklyn and I want you to listen. I'm going to have an, I'm going to make an overreaction right now, an overreaction statement right now. And I want you guys to just to tell me what you think of this. I think we can all agree that the playoffs, the playoffs are called a little differently officiating wise. I think we can all agree that there's, they, they, they let, they let the players play a little bit more in the playoffs. Like James Harden. It depends. Is, James Harden. Is, yes. James Harden. Like, statistically one of the, goes to the line more than anyone in the league. And we, we know well, that Joel's getting that there at this point. We know mm-hmm. that teams that shoot a lot of free throws generally struggle in the playoffs because the officiating isn't called as much. The mm-hmm. teams that get a majority of their points at the line don't play as well in the playoffs. And when we look at uh, Brooklyn, they are terrible in almost every defensive t- statistic this year, mainly because of depth and two of their three core players playing over 40 minutes a game can't defend. And they got rid of Prince. He's a good defender. They got rid of Allen. He's another good defender. So they're getting rid of these guys that are all good defenders. And the only defensive stat that they improved on was blocks. They averaged 0.5 more blocks a game than they did since making the trade. They were an Which average. School, huh? They exactly. They are an average to. They were an average defensive team before. They had some stat rating wise. They were 13th before the trade. Now they have dipped to 25th rating wise defensively, which is bad. That's bad because you don't get a lot of those defense. You save those bottom, you know, 20 teams defensive rating. You, those are the guys that end up, you know, fishing for ping pong balls in the off season, trying to get lottery picks. Like though, that's those kind of teams. That's not a, a playoff team. Nevertheless, a four seed in the Eastern conference. So I think that is a big issue for Brooklyn. So I think these stats are projecting if Brooklyn keeps in this pace, they're going to be first round exit. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised this- the yeah. smallest, especially with how they're, if they don't win out in or not win out, but play, you know, six fifty percent basketball to get a top four seed, they're going to get stuck playing a a better team in the first round than you would hope for, we're, and we're especially having. At, it it seems right now that we Milwaukee, their regular season team, we'll assume they'll cruise. Phillies right now not looking like they'll you know, fall apart. They can't yes. lose at home right now, but Philly will probably end up top three. Milwaukee will be yeah. probably one. Philly or two. has a losing record on the road. That's Indeed. ridiculous. Last year they Indiana's were twenty two at home, but and they were Brooklyn, um, uh, what nine and twenty four on the road, something yeah. crazy like that. It was ridiculous. Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's looking at probably being around a four or five seed, and they're probably going to get stuck with one of Boston or Indiana. That's that's probably and if they go, they, I don't think they can beat Philly if they get stuck with Philly either. So that's where they're looking at probably playing in the first round because I don't think they're a better team. It's, it, I don't know if anyone knows what Lavert's timetable is for recovery. Just just shout it out. But I have no I idea. Not hopefully, exactly sure. Hopefully he comes Definite. back because if he does, Indiana is really holding their stats since that trade, even without Lavert, without that scorer. So if Levert comes back, hopefully he does. Indiana's going to be a good team. Milwaukee's already – Milwaukee's fine. It's Milwaukee. And Philly's probably going to be in the top four, top five. And Brooklyn will be too. But I don't think Brooklyn's better than some of those teams, especially they don't have the longevity. They won't have the guy that can play 
they don't have that LeBron that can play two games in a year or whoever. They don't have that guy. They're all going to sell. These are load management players. Case coming off an injury. Kyrie's a, a B word. And James Harden's also soft too. So <laughs> a B word. I'm, I don't want to swear. I'm mean, I, I, I a kid, Nick. Too much. That was um, funny though. That's so facts. I don't, I just, I think <laughs> if I'm overreacting here, defensively, they're not going to go on. They can't make this team with the, the guys, they, the lack of depth. They can't maintain a win streak. They can't do that. They're not going to be able to maintain a win streak. They have two, they have, they lack depth. These guys can't win 10, eight straight games playing 45 minutes a game. They, it, it won't work that way. It's not, these guys are going to be dead. And when you got some guys coming off injuries, guys that can't maintain themselves, Kyrie Harden, it's very difficult to do that. So I, I would say Brooklyn probably stays at the four. They get stuck with Indiana or Boston. I don't think they're beating either team. Oh, so they're beating Indiana. They're, I think they're beating. Indiana. So I think not that they can beat. Levert, they not, can beat Indiana. Levert, because so, they have yeah. Sabonis is great. Brogdon's playing great, and they get Levert. He's another twenty point per game scorer. Yeah. I don't think they're containing Indiana. I think that they'll beat Indiana. I don't think that if they're the four or the five, I don't think that they'll get past Philly if Philly stays at the one, just because right. I, or I, Milwaukee. yeah, I just have a lot of concerns with their interior defense. And I mean, obviously that's where Joel Embiid can really shine. He's obviously his three point shootings um, really improved. I mean, he's going to out rebound. He's just, he, in, He's still going to get to the line. I mean, Philly averages, what, 25 free throw attempts a game. That's second in the NBA. And I can guarantee that 10 to 15 of those have to be from Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid is just one of those guys where he's going to get those calls, especially in close in the paint. So I think that if he can get to the line, which is really his game, I think that they can get past Brooklyn. Tobias Harris has looked a lot better. Ben Simmons, I don't know what's up with him. But he's not really that good of a scorer anyways we've known that i mean he's more of a rebounder assist guy so i think that he should just focus on facilitating um joel Embiid. and obviously i mean seth curry is very underrated this year he's been shooting the ball pretty well so i think that i think that philly can get to the conference finals i don't know where they're going to go from here and brooklyn i think that they're a second round exit if not i don't think they're going to the finals and if they do i don't think they're going to win the finals and really with those three players if you don't win a championship that's a loss for the season i mean if you look at the teams last year in the playoffs that allowed philly averages 100 philly allows right now 121 points a game since the trade 121 it's a lot of points and they're only scoring 121.9 so they're somehow 5 and 2 but that's that's those are two big numbers, and the teams that do that that give up that many points. Uh, two years ago was uh, last year. Brooklyn Brooklyn defensively gave up a lot of points, and they ended up being the seven seed. Um, Orlando gave Orlando wasn't good defensively last year. They were the eight seed. Portland was the eight seed. They weren't. They that was a killer well, defense. Orlando was just teams, not a great team overall. But the team. The bottom line. The bottom line is the point I'm trying to make is that teams that allow that many points a game are not going to be able to a maintain a win streak that the, the, I think that's what separates the, the really good teams and the really bad teams that the really good teams, really good teams can lose a game, but then they can bounce back to maintain a win streak. The really bad games can get into slumps and they also can't, when they, when they get hot, when they get three in a row, they can't maintain that. They can't make, they can't extend on that. And they lose these bunnies, these, these small games, the unimportant games to, bottom seeds to lottery pick teams because they can't defend and that's their issue 
and Brooklyn's Brooklyn's in that issue right now. Yeah. I mean, you, it was pretty obvious last year, the teams that made it to the conference finals, excluding uh, Denver, Boston, Miami, and the Lakers, they were all playing great defense at the time. And well, the Clippers had one of the better defenses in the league and the NBA as well. Defense wins but yes, exactly. But their defense was not great against Dallas and it was pretty bad against, um, against Denver. So, I mean, it's like you said, defense is going to win you championships and right. The, they didn't, they didn't show that. The only team that couldn't play defense in last year's NBA finals, then the, that made it to the conference finals that didn't have a great defensive repertoire was Denver. And they overcame a four to one deficit, a three to one deficit to, to one. Utah, three to one deficit to Utah. So that was, that yeah, was a good comeback there. But Clippers. then the clip, the Clippers, the Clippers, they're a, they're a choke franchise. So it was there are some, there were some uh, there were some nice crazy um, anom- anomalies in anomaly anom- anomalies. Don't, Don't hurt yourself. In the, the <laughs> there there are some of those crazy one those crazy you know events that happen in the playoffs like Miami making the finals. But Miami's a good, Miami was a good defensive team last year. They knew how they were they ran a nice zone that Spolstra drew up and they were able to contain teams to points. They contain Giannis. They contain the Celtics. The Celtics play good defense. The Lakers were top five in defense last year. Go back even for even Golden State, their championship seasons, they had good defenders. They were a good defensive team. Draymond, Clay, Durant, those guys could all defend. So that in the NBA, defense is going to win you championships. If you don't have defense, you're not going to win a championship. And Brooklyn sacrificed defense to get a big three that could score overwhelming, overwhelmingly offensively. But that they're only averaging 121.9 a game. That's not enough. This is like the Red Sox. Last year, Bryant's going to need to score eight runs a game to win. Yep. Brooklyn's going to need to score 130 to win. Can they do that every night? Can they do that every night when no. Katie Clay, when K- Katie Clay, when Katie Harden and um, Irving are taking every one out of every three nights off? Can and, they score 130 a night when those guys are take when those guys are playing two out of three games? In two of the times they've done that, guess what happened? They had to play overtime. Actually, three yeah. times now. Right, mm-hmm. right. They've, they, won, they've managed to go five and two. They've managed to go five and two. I don't know how they've been able to do Three that. overtime games. they got to play Miami twice. Miami's an easy one. Miami's not a great offense. So, you know. No, Miami's – And Jimmy's, like, Miami. non-existent. Yeah. Is he playing? Yeah. They almost, Does no, he, he almost play basketball? He, ha- he hasn't played in a while. Tyler, Tyler so Hero's been out for a while. Not that Tyler Hero's that good. But they no, they rank in the bottom back. 25% in offensive scoring. So Because they don't – all those guys, have they got – you know, Florida's there's Florida governor doesn't care about COVID. Like, oh, they're all getting COVID, and that's that's their that's their that's their fault. That's their own fault. They put that on themselves. They're all getting COVID, so that's that's on Miami. But they got Brooklyn got to play Miami twice, so those are two very easy wins. In, in the but somehow Brooklyn made it difficult because they they gave up one twenty four one twenty seven I think. And and went to overtime, giving up 127 in regulation to a team that didn't have their top two scores. Yeah, Brooklyn did that. So who Miami? They didn't go to overtime. Mm-hmm. I think so. One of the, one of the games think, I thought. I think I thought. Well, they gave up over 120. Regulation. They gave up well. They gave up over 120 in one of the games. Whoa! Just random. I'm looking at watching, looking at uh, the scores right now. Milwaukee's down 26 to the Pelicans in the second quarter. Jesus! Mm-hmm. Wow, Zion. Well, are, is everyone playing? I they don't gave know. Up, I'm gonna look. They gave up over one twenty. Yep. They gave up over one twenty to oh. Miami. One twenty in Miami. <laughs> Miami didn't have their best two scores. Giannis Brooklyn's is two for eight from the field. <laughs> Brook Brooklyn did that. Brooklyn 
you can't defend, you're not going to win. This is my overreaction mm. for Brooklyn. It might not even be an overreaction. They keep up this, this plan to score overwhelmingly and try and just win in shootouts. It's not going to work. Houston tried it. It didn't work. All right. It's then Tony wanted to try it with all threes. It didn't work. This isn't going to work in Brooklyn. Big mistake. They should have kept the depth. That would have had a better chance because I think Durant is a dog. I think he's a closer. I don't think he should have to share. I don't think he should have to worry about sharing the ball. To be honest, I think Brooklyn was bad without, <laughs> without Kyrie and without Harden with all that depth. I think Katie can manage on his own. This team has a better, this team does not have a chance of winning the finals if they can't defend. They got to pick up the slack somehow. And I have no, no way of knowing how they're going to do that because, I mean, I don't even think Phil Jackson could even figure this one out. Like, no one could figure this one out. They can't. So, I don't think it can work. I don't think they were better without Kyrie. I think they still needed Kyrie. They were a better defensive team with just KD in the in the bunch, whatever. Um, <laughs> but they needed the second guy just because uh, who that was, who was that second guy without Kyrie? There was really no guy. Without, so their Timothy best Luwalu shot. Cabarro. Yeah. No. Well, at that point, it was Levert. <laughs> no, but, I was, yeah. I'm joking. I'm so joking. I, I, in my opinion, their best in in terms of ranking those three that you said their best best to worst shot. Was probably no, what they had to start Katie, the Katie and Kyrie, and then KD by the himself, and then now the big three. I still don't think that like the I, big I still... three. They're five and two. This isn't a bad team. They're going to win games, but they have put themselves in the category as a regular season team now. That's what this team is. They're going to they win, games win games at a costly they can, level. They can they can get to forty five. They can get to fifty something wins in the season. They can do that. They can make the playoffs. They'll probably get home field advantage, home, home court advantage in the playoffs. They could probably. This is a team that can do that. They can do that on a regular basis. But this is not a team that's going to take themselves deep in the po- in the postseason. It's not going to work. They don't play. They can't play. You can't do that in the playoffs. They call games differently. You know, it's just you need defense. You need defense in the playoffs. Defense is going to win you championships in the NBA. And if you're not playing defense like Brooklyn. You end up like, like Houston. This, this is this is an Eastern Conference version of or version of the Houston Rockets. That's all it is. That's all it is. I don't. So I don't think it's a ma- matter of defense so much as it is how gassed they will by the end of the year because they're playing seventy-two games. More, well, yeah. Um, they can. And they're they all playing forty-plus minutes. I don't think it's so much as the, the defense. Sure, that's an issue. But if they were all. Um, healthy and able to play 40 plus minutes in the playoffs and be themselves. I think they would have been fine, but in my opinion, they're, they're going to touch 25 minutes and I'll be gassed by the end of the year, or someone's going to injure something or it's just not going to work out. I think the defense issue is an issue, but it's not as big as of an issue as them not going to be able to not being able to play because they're going to be so tired. Well, defense. Well, I say, I guess that that makes sense, but I think defense is the issue. Defense is an issue because of being tired because defense is defense is all effort. It is majority effort. When you're tired, you you're you're going to foul and guys some, more. And some strategy. You need to know where you're. Supposed I guess to there's be strategy, but you're not born like a good defender. You're not you're you're not born a good defender. It's, you you it, it's it's mainly effort. And then yeah, there's strategy, but all those guys they got the strategy part down. That's just that's how they're coached. Um, but the, there's a whole other aspect of effort, hustling back, get staying in front of your guy, working hard the entire way, not giving up. Like that's all effort. And when you're tired, you're probably going to foul more and you're lacking the effort. Guys are getting past your, you know, getting post posted up easily back down the paint. It's just very difficult to, and you, you know, this better than me, Luke, but I know it's very, it must be much more difficult to play defense tired than is to play offense tired. Uh, 
it depends. It depends on momentum and like if you're. T- it's a if weird it's a, question, it's a, but if sure. If it's a nail sure. biter, if it's a nail biter, and you're gassed and you need a win or you're out, I assume it'd be much more difficult to defend gas. Well, I mean, to defend. If gas. you're asking me personally, I'd rather play defense because I don't play offense. But then, if you asked anybody else, <laughs> yeah, play offense. Probably say offense. You know, offense. I mean, these guys they're strong. They they shoot jumpers effortlessly. It doesn't take a, a whole lot of effort to you know get the ball to the hoop but defensively it's gonna it takes a lot of effort to stay in front of your man the entirety of the play and you know it's when you're when you're playing 40 minutes a game when the concerning part is is that they're playing these guys 40 minutes because they need to win in the regular season they shouldn't have to do that you know a lot the good teams are benching they're taking their players out when they're up by 30 in the fourth in the third quarter they're they're taking them out when they have these big leads Brooklyn's issue is that without the depth, this is where the depth comes into play. Without the, it's all, it's all, it's all works in, in unison. Without the depth, you get close games, forces the starters and stars to play more. They get more gassed. We get to the postseason, they can't defend whatever. They're gassed. They're out hustled. You know, it, the hustle. You know, they're everything's against them. It's just, it's not a recipe for success. You really need to just. If Brooklyn can go deep in the playoffs, it's because they somehow shot 60% from three and took 35 threes a game. Like, that's the only reason they go far in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, are we good with all the Brooklyn talk? Yes. Yes, okay. Uh, I want to switch to the NFL. So, officially, I think, was it Wednesday or Thursday, um, Deshaun Watson requested a trade officially. Uh, besides the they, Patriots, they signed Coley, whatever the guy's name is. I don't know, but besides, right after, they, right after they signed the coach, besides the Patriots, because that's not a likely scenario um, anymore. What team would you guys want to see him traded to? Want to see him trade? I don't want to see him trade anywhere near the Patriots. But realistically, I think he's going to go to the Jets. He's either going. I would. To the I wouldn't want to see. Dolphins. I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see Deshaun Watson trade anywhere. N- anywhere near a division rival. I don't want to see him go to the, the Dolphins. I don't want to have to play him twice a year as a, pet, as a Pats fan. I don't want to, have to play well, Deshaun so Watson then, twice so then a year. Since the Dolphins but and Jets are both in the division, the most is, realistic is, better, is, is, is a better is, question. Um, where do you think Deshaun Watson? Is, no, a more realistic question is, um, where do you think Deshaun Watson should want to go to tra- get traded to? Like, If you're Deshaun Watson, want, what team do you want to go to? want to go all yes. i think he i think Deshaun wants to go to the jets because of the whole coaching thing and sala i think I he too. wants I to go too. there but if i was Deshaun watson miami i'd go to miami for sure yeah probably miami but if we're just talking any team here any team that can afford him any team that could like well, be able to trade him we're we just going to talk here. realistic options. Let's be, let's realistic. be realistic. Then Miami. Realistically, if I was somebody, I'd want to go to Miami, but I think the we Kansas all know. I, I think, I think, mm-hmm. I think yeah, he I wants totally. to go to the. I think he wants to go to the Jets, but Jets, Miami. Uh, I, I just, I'm not prepared to have to play Deshaun Watson twice a year because we're two game. We're, Patriots are on a two game losing streak against this guy. <laughs> I'd rather him go to the Jets for that reason. <laughs> Yeah, how funny is this? For 20 years, the Patriots dominated the AFC East. Now the Bills went to AFC Championship game. The Both the Dolphins and the Jets are, well, the Jets aren't looking up, but they got a new coach, but the Dolphins are looking up, um, and the Jets have a second overall pick, potentially could trade for Deshaun Watson, and the Patriots are in the slums. It's yeah. fine. Wah, wah. I, think, I, think the, I think the Jets have the most to offer for Deshaun Watson. 
they can use they can use the draft picks. They don't even have to give up players. They can. Well, the Dolphins have the also have the Texans yes. pick. The Dolphins they, have they, the they Texans pick, and they also them. have Tua that they can use in the trade. It's just it's it's so if I'm looking at it from Deshaun Watson, I want to go to the Jets. If I'm looking at it from the Texans front office, I might want to trade with Miami because they might have more to give. Um, but, the te- if the Texans front office is like Nick Casario, Patriots guy, yep, not happening. We ain't trading him. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what he said today. I don't. That sounds well, a lot he, like a, the last I'm not thing. Play the last. The last thing that you want is your franchise quarterback sitting out because he doesn't want to be there. Just get or wa- or if, walk if in free agency. Well, he just signed an extension, opinion, so he's not going to sit out for four years. So he's going to sit out for four years. <laughs> I used to think that. I used to think that you know free agents people requesting trades was kind of a. A jerk move, and I get pissed when, especially someone on my own. It depends on the situation. Like this is this is justified, in my opinion. This is justified. At the same time, it's it can you can it can be thought of as a player just saying, you know what, I don't want to wait for my contract to end. Just get something for me now, rather than me sit out and walk in free agency. Yeah, and all the players that have come out and said that they totally support Deshaun. Like they one hundred percent are are supportive of this decision. JJ Watt. Yeah, JJ Watt admitted he was just like sorry, sorry we ruined one of your. Well, yeah, he wants out years. too, probably now. One well, yeah, years, one of their golden years. He led, he led the league in passing. They didn't make the playoffs. Exactly. Well, their their defense was kind of terrible. So. Well, yeah, that's why he's that's why JJ Watt to be honest, our defense and what everyone everything going on, we wasted your your best statistical season of your career. We wasted that. He didn't, they didn't make the playoffs, and he had the best statistical statistical season of his career, and they missed the playoffs. They weren't even close either. I still think that this is pro- that was a terrible coaching hire by Houston. I don't understand why. zero sense. Why would you get it, a wide receivers makes, coach? A wide receivers and a quarterbacks coach. Has, have you seen the the <laughs> the thing on CBS Sports? CBS Sports posted on Instagram. They said, um, "Oh, Nick, dude, you and your CBS Sports Instagram, you oh, love them." <laughs> And he's also frozen. Say it again. This dude Cully, the coach of the of the Chiefs, uh, the, the the Texans, he was he was the coach of the Chiefs, the wide receiver coach, the year that that whole core that included like Dwayne Bow and all those guys, zero touchdown passes. He was their wide receivers coach. They had zero receiving Stupid, touchdowns. Bro. Apparently, he's not a great coach, but I heard that he's a great leader of men. So oh. maybe the military is more his facet. I don't. Yeah, maybe his favorite movie is Three Hundred or Gladiator, <laughs> one of those. Yeah. He'd be great in the Football Coliseum. Aspect might not be very good, but no, he can lead a group of guys yeah, to the restaurant. I don't know, get I don't know what eat. they're. I don't know what they're trying to do there. Like trade your best receiver, um, and then trade a pick for an offensive lineman who was, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was pretty much injured the entire year. And then you go out and hire a wide receivers coach from the second to worst passing offense in the entire NFL. Yeah. When you Solid had a stuff. chance to hire the offensive coordinator for a top two offense in the league. Yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense. And this guy, uh, the guy is freaking 65 years old with his first head coaching job. <laughs> yeah, that's that, well, that tells you something right there. 65 like, first head that's, coaching that's, job. That's, yeah, first of all, that shows you something that he – probably shouldn't be a head coach and second of all it shows you that he's really not going to be around that long unless he coaches until he's 80 mm-hmm. it's yeah. just dumb that's just it's a stupid move f minus yep 
Why did they uh, hire enemy exactly. I don't know. Why did you just hire that guy? He's so I mean, he'd be so unless this or, unless this Cully guy presented up, um, I know, but like, I, well, I guess their issues defensively. So I mean, it, it makes sense to maybe. Yeah. But why'd you hire a wide receivers coach? This guy's no connection deep. That's what I'm saying. Walked in the front office with a master plan on how to increase defensive productivity from from bottom of the league to first. I don't get this signing because this guy's not necessarily an offense coordinator genius too. All he did was tell receivers to why to run routes, and when he did that, Kansas City his receivers caught zero touchdowns. He also well zero. no he didn't tell his receivers to run routes. He told his receivers this year to block for Lamar. That's it. Yeah, exactly. But then when he did, I, I don't know if I I, I cut out connection wise, and that was in no sense. If you guys heard what I said in. When I what I said was just say it the again. zero the zero touchdown thing the zero wide receiver touchdown yes. no yeah we yeah, heard yeah. the wide receiver coach at KC that's so yes bad. we heard yeah that's terrible that's so it's a terrible bad. hire it's so that's stupid such a bad thing to put on your re- that's such a bad thing to be on your so bad to be on your resume how can that Houston you- look at that resume and be like ooh this mm. guy is awesome <laughs> like, yeah. no him. maybe they're paying him by the hour maybe that's what maybe they get they don't <laughs> have to pay him much I'm working nine to five one way to make a living. All right, all right, all right. How about um, the Bruins, though? They're great. Bruins. Oh, I wasn't going to move on to that, but we can talk about the Bruins, I guess. They're good. Again, it's super early. It's, yeah. it's super early. They've been pretty it's good. It's just good to see them scoring five-on-five five goals because they're not good at that. And they have the best two goalies in the world, well, goalie tandem, which is yes. very important. Yeah, yep. Wait. Right now, the best goalie in the league is queued open, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Old backup. All of our yeah. all of our old backups are good. Everyone, we always yeah. had good, good backups. <laughs> yeah, it's like doing quarterbacks. Uh, backs. Well, New 20, England 20, quarterbacks. Twenty sixteen oh. New England quarterbacks. They're all yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, Brissette. with Garoppolo, Brissett, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of That's crazy. Got shut out by got, Buffalo. They both got huge deals, like within like a year of being on that roster, and that year they got like huge deals. Brissett didn't get a huge deal. He, How got, much he got a big deal for a third string. They saw him play one game and like, beat the Texans, and then you have like, ooh, I want this guy. What was it like? Philip Dorsett. Moving on to baseball. I don't really know. Like, we can literally talk about this for a minute and a baseball. half, not even, because it really doesn't matter. Have we talked about but, Kike? No, yeah, we did Jack, on well, Monday to TC. We talked yeah, baseball. Jack Monday. Peterson is on the Cubs. Eddie Rosario I, this was, to the uh, So weird. What happened since the Simeon uh, signed with Toronto since uh, our last podcast? No, I think that was early. I think that was before. No, but I don't think... no it was two days ago. It was, no, oh, really? Before, it was, no. yeah. Well, Simeon to the Blue Jays is only huge. a one-year deal. Yeah, Look, These that are tells, always, that like tells this, you the, about Toronto's the, goals for the future. The Jock Peterson one was a one-year deal. This one to me That's was so Jock, weird. What is the what are the Cubs doing? It was so Jock weird. is a Jock's is they a prove it deal. Simeon's is a why are you not giving that guy like at least three? No, I know. Maybe they're sense. like you know we'll pay. Well, who wants to be in Toronto? I mean, this guy's been. George I mean, Springer, right now, Springer. right now, I kind of would. I would too. Yeah, they're good. They're good and young. They're gonna be good. They for a are. Long time. Who knows? They yes. could be playing in Buffalo again. <laughs> yeah, that'll be Yikes. tough. Whatever. But this that Peterson didn't make. I, I don't know what the like Cubs are trying to do. Chris yeah, Bryant has been on the understand. trading block for about like three or four months, and then they go out <laughs> and sign Jock Peterson for one for seven. I don't know. I don't know whether they're wanting to contend or they're trying. They to just need a roster house. filler. Oh, and like, then oh, you know, and they got rid of power. Darvish too. They got rid of Darvish. I don't know what yeah. they're doing. 
it confuses me. Ever since whenever Theo leaves, it it just goes it just goes bonkers. So. Yeah. But if this is all like Theo stuff, like written on a list, and just tells his his succeeding GM to these do are, that, and then he these are, these are his uh this is these are his final his, executive orders as he leaves his la- his last wishes is uh, <laughs> before he goes to be an MLB commissioner, just puts it all yeah, on a list like written just, on like a sticky note, and just trade Darvish, sign Pierce into one year for no reason. Wait to <laughs> wait, wait for like wait five months to trade Chris Bryant, like just all this thing. <laughs> I'm just excited how the did, Sox did Contreras, are. Did Contreras get traded too? No, he's not. He no, oh, he's. Been, oh wait, that? no. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, he's on the Angels. Yeah, he's on the yeah. Angels. Yeah, Contreras is on the Angels. Bounce off from Wilson Contreras. Really? Yeah, that was, like, this was earlier. This dude is gone. He, wait, so the Angels are good. The Angels oh, wait, are no. good. They have hitting. Uh, no, I thought they went to the Padres. Oh no, he no. so he got traded. No. He got traded to the Angels, but then the deal fell through. So he's still in the Cubs, but they still have interest in him. I don't know why it was. No. It's Ooh, the, ball, the Angels That's still on the wish list. So, so his successor screwed that. Screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> I saw something today that the Angels have extreme interest in Christian Vasquez, and I'm like, oh yeah, uh, I saw that, that too. Hell if, to the no. If, no. If that interest is so extreme, they I'm better be doing something good. Yeah, okay, <laughs> nice one, Nick. That was funny. I don't try to run down. I want CV seven. You don't need usually get extreme interest from a guy who's like fifth to tenth in the league as a catcher. And who are they like, gonna trade? Good. We need. What do yeah. we need? What do the Red Sox need? Pitching? What pitching do the Angels pitching. have to offer? They have. They have Nothing. like five That's scrums the- that were at one point good. And like Julio Tehran and Dylan Bundy, like all these guys that had like one or two good seasons, and then just they already got to- like one of their. I like, mean, Richard. They had Matt Vegas, Harvey. But, like these are these yeah. guys that had like one or like a good prime and like one or two good seasons. And then now they're just terrible. Yeah, and then they're like let's a bunch a of they have five JT guys. Like a fourth got paid. The Angels. He's the best like, catcher. In, he's the best catcher in the league. He so is. That makes sense. Yeah, five years. Yeah, nobody. I Fifteen mil. The Quintana, Angels rota- rotation. They have like five Shohai, guys that were like had one good season. Now like consistently Bundy, post four or five ERAs. Yeah. Like that's oh, the rotation. Well, that's that's why they're not. You want, good. You want yeah. five in it? You can get Gary. Starters, Angel Star. As an Angels fan, I'm not an Angels fan, but I have people that are Angels fans, and they tell me what they expect from their starters: five innings, three runs. That's it. That's all they expect. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> their the offense. Five innings, so three bad. runs, couple their of walks, offense, three strikeouts. Like that's pretty much it. Their offense isn't bad. Their offense is a wild card baseball team offense. Their pitching, however, is like bottom ten, bottom five in the league. That's why they can never get into a wild card spot in the playoffs. Poor Mike. Forget, Trout. forget Best winning the division. They're not going to win the AL West. What's his fault for sending a no, thirteen-year deal? Once, oh, yeah. twice, he's once, stuck twice. in SoCal for life. He's done. He's been there. He's been there once or twice. I don't know how many times. Trout early. Yeah, he's been to the, the playoffs. playoffs once. Yeah, yeah, yeah once. once. That's right. Oh, he's once. never. Has he never won a game then? No. Wild card no. game. I think he lost. Yeah, wild card game. He, he played one game. Yeah. It was like in. Is this like young Trout. Thirteen. Like, it was like rookie 13. year. Rookie year Trout. Huh. So was it a lot Welcome to the playoffs. I think so. Two thousand twelve, maybe, when the Sox were bad. I don't know. It wasn't thirteen because the Walker game in thirteen was Rays and Texas. Uh, right. oh. I know that for a fact because Tampa won and we played them. But what I was finishing to say with the Sox is that they are, I would assume, Moreland signs. That's just because nobody else is talking to him, and the yeah. interest Kings are the only ones who are. And same goes for Workman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think I don't see why they wouldn't get, get him back for Pavetta and Seabold. Yeah, I wouldn't see me? why they don't sign Mitch Moreland back. I mean. A lefty bat would be would be great for that. Twenty fourteen, yeah, twenty fourteen. Wildcard game. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Andrew. 
Kansas City? Who they play? I I I was done. I was I was just saying oh, Texas, that Moreland maybe? Moreland would be good for the Red Sox because it gives them a lefty like bat. A seat that oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, we got it right here. Who are you trying? Why are you trying to figure out who they yeah, played? Kansas City. No, Kansas no, City no played the, the A's. Two. They played. Um, oh, Angels. Oh, they were in the, in the division. They played in the divisional. Yeah, and they got swept. No. So Mike Trout hasn't won. But a the Royals did game. play in the the wild card. Lost to I, they, yeah, they got swept by the Royals in the first round. Oh, that was, or, was the that the divisional were, round? When did the Orioles were in the playoffs that year against the Tigers and lost? That was they were good when they what? had uh, um, oh, twenty fourteen playoffs. That was the year they had um, JJ Hardy and Adam Jones and Chris oh, Davis and Matt yeah. Weeders and they were good. Nick Markakis, fourteen playoffs. Oh, yeah. He's AL on the Braves now. O'Day, who the closer was Britain. Darren O'Day, or <laughs> yeah, Darren O'Day. Britain was the closer. Zach Just Britain. listen to the teams who were in Mr. the twenty. Um. Uh, 2014 playoffs Giants Pirates Royals Mm -hmm. A's Cardinals Dodgers okay Giants Nationals Orioles Tigers and Angels yeah that's the last one Angels that's bad no the well the The World Series Royals Angels Tigers well that was that was was that was that Cabrera's triple crown year which one was Cabrera's triple crown year 13 13 I think it was 13 the Red Sox knocked him out in the CL I think it was 13 I think 13 was there yeah um, yeah, but the world Baltimore, Baltimore won 96 games that year. Wow, they were wow. good. They were good. Who they were pitching. Deep. Who who was the pitching they had? What was the pitching they had? They had Kevin Gosman, um, right? He was, was he was Gosman young. 2014. He was young. Yes, he was. He was oh, young. Tillman was a unit. Tillman. Oh, yeah. And they, had, they did they have Bundy? I think they had Bundy. Gosman. Did they have Bundy? Andrew Miller I, was in the bullpen. They had Britain. Oh, he was good. Right. Bell Menes started. Oh, Bud Norris, Bud Norris, Bud Norris, Ubaldo. Ubaldo. Bud Norris. But yes, they had show the ball behind his back when he throws. Yeah, he wraps his hand around his spine. Like, their their rotation throws. was Tillman, Wigan, Chen, Bud Norris, Miguel oh, Gonzalez, Ubaldo, and then Gosman towards the end because he was a rookie. The World the Series bull, the year after a, was was so weird. Oh, was Mets, more weird than Royals. Mets Royals. Mets Royals. Oh, Who the heck watched that? Who watched that? I, 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 I remember watching two. I remember watching the the, the last. So odd. Whatever the last game was, the winning. But that's when that's when the Cubs were getting good because they lost in the the NLCS. I mean, they got swept, but yeah, they they I beat the been, they, they the beat Strohs, the stacked right? they beat that stacked Cardinals team. Didn't the Astros like make the playoffs that year? Wasn't like yeah, the Astros beat the Yankees in the wild card, and then they lost to Kansas City. This yep. is the year. Was this? This is the year after, or I think it was this year, that year for the preview. The guy was like, "The Astros are going to win the twenty whatever World Series," and they did. It was twenty fourteen when they were one of the worst team in MLB history. Yeah. So the Sports so Illustrated coming out. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. I had that Sports Illustrated. Yeah, I had that. Sports yeah, it was that. I think it was the year after, the year before. Yeah. He said around that time span. Twenty seventeen World Series champions. Yeah, and that's when they it was won. that tie. Did that guy get like a bonus for saying that? Did he get, like a, yeah, a, do have a bonus a check prediction for, for calling that about the worst team in MLB? Mm, no, but that's like twenty thirteen like, was like their first. On and, be, and be like, yep, guys, Kansas City Royals. 2032 World Series champions. Book it. <laughs> 2013 was their first year in the American League, but going up to that, 2011 56 wins, 2012 55, 2013 51. Jesus. Oh. 
That and sucks for them, though. Like, that's I mean, so bad. The press they, after they, had, like, that gro- they had that gross logo. 16, 84, they got worse. And then they go out and win the World Series. Bang, bang. No, what? Um, that, bang, that, bang. That, that, that sucks, they, though, because they did... Bang, bang, trash can. They, they did 100 win team the last three seasons. They did such a good job drafting and developing all the players that they had and then they just go out and cheat, and it means nothing. They did such a good dis- job. It disgusts with the me how they went to Game Seven of the ALCS this year, and they were twenty-nine and thirty-one in the regular season. No. Just oh, they were they were below five hundred. They were below five hundred, and they made the playoffs. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's how bad the freaking Red Sox were, bud. Oh, yep. speaking My of the gosh. MLB uh, Players Association, screw them because they didn't approve the, uh, the to DH. keep the longer well that and the the longer pl- postseason. I like that. I like that. I want too. them. To, I want that to evolve so the one seeds kind of pick their teams. Now I know it's going to be, obviously, I know it's they're obviously going to pick the worst team there. But I just think it's like kind of like a, a fun way to motivate the the lower seed to make a to win. Yeah. Well, it also like they the could they games, could pick. I don't a, like the three game series thing because I think it knocks out a team that doesn't deserve to be knocked out. Yeah. Like the the Cubs last year. You think the Marlins had any right last to be year, in the second la- round? Last year doesn't count, but a team like, say, the Red Sox, just theoretically, win 100 games in the regular season, are the number one seed, and they play, I don't know, Toronto. the worst the worst team, and they they lose. That's that's ridiculous. That team shouldn't be in the playoffs. You should be playing a team who's coming off a wild card run or wild card game, already had to use their number one pitcher, so you basically have games one, two, and three without their ace. That's how it should be. That's what you get because you deserved it because you were the best team in the regular season. You shouldn't That's get home just having one bad start and in like you can't you lose one game you're against elimination. Like I'm also I'm also not not the biggest fan, and I don't know about you guys, but of the guy starting at second base and overtime and um, extra innings. Like I've never been also stupid. That was just yeah, last that was dumb. I've never been. I mean, dumb. I hope I I I, I think that's ending, but I don't. I've never been. A, I just want to throw that out there. I've never been a big fan of that. I've always believed, like watching Game Three of the World Series, Sox Dodgers. Like I had, I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, out of way, Nate. Keep keep dealing, kid. Keep like six extra innings. This guy was balling and extra like that's what you want. That's that's what I like to see. I like to see these extra inning battles. It should be a battle of all right, which team can last the longest? Which yeah. pitching staff? I mean, not put a guy at second base like score quicker. Like that's stupid. Yeah. Because then yeah. a, a leadoff base hit in extra innings, that's great. That guy that if in in my opinion, the guy who leads off with a base hit in extra innings, go you, you're on first base, but you should be the only guy on the base pass. It should not be and it, it, you should like if you get a base hit in extra innings, the guy is going to score from second base. Yeah. So it's the, it takes it's, away the whole. It's so stu- and it forces yeah. pitchers to 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 sit on the they're sitting on the bench, you know, after they had a, a finally got out of an inning where they started off with a jam, they started off in a jam because of the rule. That's so stupid. And they're sitting on the bench like, all right, and I got to go out and I got to figure out, I got to go from the stretch, which is sometimes out of my comfort zone, with a guy on second base, and like. If anything, put the guy on first base. Like I could deal with that maybe a little bit more. That's even that's it's all dumb putting a guy on the base paths. Yeah. It's all it's so dumb because then you force a pitcher to go out of his comfort zone, start out of stretch. It's just so annoying. It's so annoying. Like let these guys go to work. This is a battle between pitcher and hitter, not pitcher playing cat and mouse with a guy right behind him because the MLB, MLB side. You know what? I want games to be more high scoring. Put a guy at second base and extra innings. Let's see how that works. It takes so away stupid. the whole strategic side of coaching it, it too. Does. Because if you get a single, the guy scores. If you get a single and that's the first guy on base, you got a bunt yes. to move people that around. You got to take a chance to steal bases. Right. It, like once you get a guy on base in extra innings with nobody out, 
then it's all you you score runs between your ears. That's and really so, how you're gonna do it's, it. It's so stupid because if let's say I'm a let's say the Red Sox are in this situation and they're playing the Yankees. Let's say they're playing the Yankees in the playoffs and it's like game seven. They're finally extra innings. Like yes, extra innings. They got a chance. They got they snuck out of ninth inning. Oh wait, they get to put their their Brett Gardner at second base. With DJ LeMay. Or something. Or, let's say the Red Sox are the away team. So they start the 10th and they can't find a way to punch it. And they go one, two, three, because they're probably playing like Chapman or someone that gets like the seven, eight, nine hitters and buzzes them all one, two, three. Uh, Chapman's not base. doing that in the playoffs. But then the Red Sox have to go out. And I'm like, all right, great. So we didn't score the guy on second base. Now our terrible bullpen gets to go out against the Yankees top of the order when they got a guy on second base. Like, it's so stupid. Like well, if, if you go out one pen, if they're a terrible pen, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. If you go, if you go down, if like, I don't think as a fan, I don't think for the players, no one should worry about having to, no one should worry, worry about right now. We're going to lose. Why? Because that didn't sound be careful. What? Be careful. I'm worried that we're going to lose. No, I said, be careful. I, I messed up my warning because. No, I know. That's why I said, be careful. Cause I don't know if you know what you're trying to say or not. I, I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is I shouldn't as a fan have to worry about if I don't score in this extra inning, this game is over. I shouldn't have to worry about that. As we don't score this extra inning, we have a chance to go back out with the bases empty, put them down one, two, three, or whatever, and get the bats back up the next top half of the inning. Like I shouldn't have to worry about, oh, great, we didn't score. We squandered an opportunity with a guy on second base. Now they get to start with a guy on second base, and they're going to score, and they're going to win. Like I shouldn't have to worry about that. Neither should a pitcher, neither should a team, neither should a manager. It's not something that you should have to worry about as someone who watches baseball or for someone who participates in baseball. You shouldn't have to worry about that. It's, it's just a dumb rule. I'm glad it it's, if it's if it's out. I'm glad it's out. Yeah, me too. Eh, no comment on it. I could care it took less. Took me a while both, to get the words out. Both teams get the advantage, so it really isn't that big of a deal. But I could care less. Uh, we'll move on to our final thing, which is our picks, because we've been talking for a, lo- a long time. But that's all right. Uh, the first one, first one's going to be a game. Second two are going to be statistical uh, selections. But the first one is. Celtics Lakers tomorrow night. Nick, who do we have out of this game? I'm not gonna pick the Celtics. Obviously the Lakers. <laughs> Lakers? Okay. I'm not gonna pick the Celtics. I can't do that. I, I lose dignity if I pick the Celtics. Uh Brian. I can't pick the Lakers. I lose dignity if I pick the Lakers. I'm gonna have to pick okay. the Celtics. No one can neither, neither you maybe Luke, because I feel like Luke doesn't doesn't give a doesn't give a hoot about going turning his back against his own teams but like brian andrew there's why would why would you pick the lakers you just go ahead andrew. um nick you said that ad is probably not playing no he didn't play yesterday but he's just questioning for a game i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he didn't play. he's a he'll probably he'll probably play then no, so play um lakers definitely struggling lately so that's definitely a key um I I know, yeah. Even even with my non-biased opinion, I'm gonna pick the Celtics. Well, they're not really struggling. They had a back-to-back and and have AD, and they suck. But I still have to pick the Lakers. They um, suck. But I'm gonna no, pick the yeah, Lakers. Yeah, you know what? My dad gets pissed at me because every time the Lakers make mistakes, he goes, "You're literally a Celtics fan. Every time the Lakers screw up, you just say they suck." I'm like, you know what? Deal with it. The Lakers suck, Dad. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I don't think the Lakers suck, and I think that they're gonna win this game, especially if. <laughs> Anthony Davis and LeBron. What? 
happened last year, Luke. Called it. Yeah. Called it at it. Call that called it. Right at no, I know I Luke no, has no I issue turning think... his back into his own teams. It's not, it's no that, issue. I'm no, being logical. No, I'm being I logical. I, I, I don't think the Celtics uh played a horrendous game, probably one of the worst games I've ever seen against the Spurs. It was just such a weird, awful game, too many mistakes. Um, so both teams are really not coming off of spectacular games, but I think if Anthony Davis and LeBron play, I don't think the Celtics can really, I don't know. I just don't see them winning this game. Um, but you know, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm still scarred from what happened last year. So that was Luke, funny. what happened last year? Did you pick no, that I, game? No, I remember. I'm still I scarred. I'm still uh, scarred. I had to watch 32 point loss, 39. The worst points? loss that season for Lakers I got to witness first. I'm like, I'm gearing up for MLK Day. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Loss by 30. All right. Points. Let's I, move I, I on. Was, to I was hyped up when they were up 8 nothing. Those were the days. Let's move on to the second. Yeah, 8, eight nothing. Let's Those move on to the second days. one, which is a statistical selection. And it will be uh, 10 or more assists in a game. Nick, who do you think is going to get 10 or more assists in the game? You know what? I was gonna say Jokic, but I just think LeBron's gonna do it. He just this is stuff kind of stuff he does when he needs to make a, a win or needs to he needs to make s- a win. Silence any kind of people saying LeBron's playing too many minutes or this and that and Lakers are wearing down. Like it's just, just something that he would do against the Celtics. Against a Brian? against a good team. It's something he would do. Uh well this is for the week. It's not the, the next game. That's no, I week. know. I think he's gonna do it in the next game. Okay. And then they have Denver coming up soon, so it's something he would do. Okay. Um, I'll just go with Doncic just because I hate Harden and I see he's leading the league in assists, but I want Brooklyn to lose and Luca could oh, do Harden, it. Harden will probably get like 15 assists. Andrew? Yeah, I'm going to go James Harden. I, I, I hate Harden too. Yeah, I was going to go Harden. Uh, like, oh. And the game, I mean, it's really going to be easy for <laughs> them. Nice. They're playing Washington this week. Uh, <laughs> Washington's kind of terrible, giving up 120 points per game. Uh, just dish it out to freaking KD, Kyrie. I mean, you should be able he to. He dishes it out, but he also turns it over 36 times a game. Yeah. Okay, but whenever you Run dish it out, whenever you dish it out to KD or Kyrie, you're going to get an assist. It's basically. Yeah, I'm going James Harden too. And I'm also not worried. He's probably not going to get it against the Wizards because he'll probably, like, they could be up by 30 in the third quarter and put in <laughs> the scrubs. Um, I'm looking at the Clippers game where he's probably going to have to play 42 minutes. And once he plays 42 minutes, he's going to get double digit assists. So that's um, true. If I was to pick a game, specific game, which we're not doing, it would be the Clippers game. But that's not what's that's most, not what we do here. So. Most of these guys tend to. It's so it's such a coincidence, but that's part of this whole stat pattern part of the league. Most of these guys put up these huge assist numbers and whatever when they need to play a good team. When they play the bad teams, they rack up the points. But when they need to play a good team, and they so hey, I can do more than just score. So let me pat, let me dish out ten assists. It's like me and two K. Like you know, maybe also they play more just because I feel like it. Let me just get twenty assists. Okay, twenty yeah. assists. Yeah. It's easy. Last one, a an NBA duo that's going to score 60, 60, Andrew, 60? Yeah, 60. 60 or more points. This is going to be interesting. Nick? An NBA duo that's going to score 60 or more points. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, who scores uh, Probably Dame and CJ. That's CJ's out for like freaking four oh! weeks, guys. So okay, don't do then, that one. Nope, they're not Damon CJ. Uh, oh, I should have said anything. No. Well, it's whatever. Not Damon CJ. So we'll go with 
and Bede and Harris. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, Brian. Tatum and Brown. Tatum and Brown. That's a good one. They both average 27, so I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not big Andrew. Um, considering I'm hoping that James Harden gets a bunch of assists, I'm going to go with KD Kyrie. Yeah. Um, I think KD could easily drop 40 against oh, that's the good. Wizards or the Clippers. And then, I mean, Kyrie can really? just – he could just score KD 20. And with Harden hopefully giving him the ball with his 10-plus assists, they should score over 60. Um, yeah, I'm also going to go KD and Kyrie just because of how much they, they, it's, it's pretty much automatic that they're both going to get it above 20 points a game. Um, but they can also each get 30 or one could get 35 and 25 that I think it's just, I think that's a lock safe pick. Um, but if I were to do like a weird and interesting one, um, I don't know, Bradley Beal and whoever the second highest scorer on the wizards is. That's who I would do, but I'm not doing that one. <laughs> I'm doing James Harden and and Kevin Durant, or not James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Bradley Beal by himself. Pursue Bradley Beal and Bradley Beal. Just <laughs> if you, yeah, if you pick Bradley Beal by himself, you get five. You get five total points because that's just one person. But I don't think anyone here wants to do that. No, I'd do it. Mm, Nick, you're no, close to I'll me. Pick, you I'll stick with my and being Harris. I, I could use that's the an points, odd one too, but. but. I, no, it's not. Embiid can Embiid sometimes pops. I think Embiid can pop for. I've seen this guy score before. I think he, I, if you get a Harris averages over twenty, if you can get Embiid on a, a hot a hot thirty mid thirties night, Harris can can counter that. It's not like Simmons is this elusive score. Like he's not even scoring the bat. He averages ten a game. He's letting this letting those two guys cook. I'm just saying. Yeah. You mean eighteen free throws and hey, like, the ball goes in the hoop. No matter. So soft. Yeah. All right. The NBA sucks. Uh, final thoughts. NBA Go sucks. Pats. Go Pats. NBA Go sucks. Pats. Brian, do you have a, any final thoughts? Um, check in with me in 15 weeks and see how I'm doing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll if check in with you still. on Monday because that's when the next podcast is. Well, all right. I don't talk to you guys till Monday. I'm not going to be quite okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four underscore Podcast. I just realized I forgot to do that at the beginning, but hopefully you'll see the end. Uh, they know it by now. They, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you Monday.